We absolutely love partnering with Sharpier's Bakery. Aaron Moso has been selling bread, fresh baked bread, to locally owned and operated restaurants six days a week for 36 years. Yes, her father started the company 36 years ago, and Aaron took it over uh, five years ago, and it is doing amazing things. I have so many guests that come in the studio that are like, I love Sharpies. They save me so much time, and the bread is so good. So we, uh, we've got round buns, specialty round buns, dinner rolls, hoagies, baguettes. They do cheesecake. They do flourless chocolate torts. They do specialty loaf breads and regular loaf breads and bullies, sourdough, long Tuscan, wheat, multigrain. They got everything. You should go check them out at sharpies.com. That is sharpies, C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com. Or you should give them a call at 615-356-0872. Supporting local is so damn important. And Aaron Moso and all of our friends over at Sharpies Bakery do that daily. Give her a call right now. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. We are powered by Gordon Food Service. My name is Brandon Still, and I am again not your host today. Today, I am relinquishing the host duties to our good friends Mikey Corona and Brian Riggenbach from The Mockingbird for the Boys of the Bird podcast, Hard to Heart. This is such an amazing conversation that they have with Lincoln from Condado Taco and Bunny. They are a couple. Bunny works at the Mockingbird. Just amazing, amazing guys. I've met them before and just such great energy. And they're just amazing ambassadors for this industry. And I love Mikey and Brian bringing them on the show today. This is such a fun episode because... I don't know. I think that Brian and Mikey are natural hosts, and I've got so much positive feedback from their last episode. Hopefully, you've already gone out and tested out uh, Mystic Picnic in Springfield. If you haven't, go back last week and last Friday and listen to the episode. It is really, really good. And I'm really proud of this episode, too, that they put together. And um, hope that you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Hope you all made a ton of money out there. And uh, we are going to be back next week with all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, we'll start off the week with Brandon's book club. We talked about Unreasonable Hospitality. They talk about the book Unreasonable Hospitality in this interview. And the book club book of the month this month was Unreasonable Hospitality. We did a live show yesterday, and it's going to be out Monday. You'll get to hear us talk about this book from Will Gadara. It is such an amazing book. Changed my life. Put a lot of things in my brain into words inside of a book. And... Um, just loved it. Highly recommend you read it. Hopefully, you're able to join us on that show. If you weren't, uh, go follow us on YouTube because we do live shows all the time and we just put them out there on YouTube and you can join the podcast. Uh, so if you go subscribe to us on YouTube, it's Nashville Restaurant Radio. You'll get notifications when we go live and you can join the show almost all the time. So it's a lot of fun. And um, this pop up series has been an absolute joy to listen to and to hear them do these interviews. I cannot wait till next Friday with our final installment of Hard to Heart. And without further ado, let's jump in right now with Mikey and Brian from Hard to Heart. 
Okay, everyone, welcome back. Um, this is Mikey with the Mockingbird and Brian Riggenbach from the Mockingbird as well. So we're the boys of the bird, and guess what? We have taken over the podcast yet again. Uh, Brandon and Caroline are taking a much needed break. I think they're somewhere in Hawaii right now, drinking some um, very refreshing beverages by the beachside and soaking up some sun. Or at least that's what I would like to think that they're doing in, in the in their uh, their downtime. But uh, we're going to continue hanging out with some of our friends in the biz and uh, talking shop a bit, specifically with couples that are in the restaurant uh, and hospitality business together here in Nashville. Uh, today we are super fortunate to have uh, some great peeps that moved here not too long ago uh, to the Nashville area. We have Lincoln and uh, his partner, Bunny. Bunny is such a fantastic ray of light that we have the pleasure with working alongside at the Mockingbird. So I'm going to let them uh, chit chat and let them uh, introduce themselves to y'all and say a bit about who they are. So take it away, y'all. Well, I guess I'll go first. Hi, My name is Bunny. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Thank We're you so excited. Um, so I am an alcoholic bachelor of the arts from Ohio, Miami University. Um, I studied theater and uh, business arts management, um, but I started pre-med. So when I told my Nana I was switching, she said, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Just be a waiter. Yeah. And I said, no, girl, I'm going to be a waitress. So, <laughs> and here I am doing exactly what she predicted. Um, so, um, <laughs> love that. Um, I was, um, I've been in recovery from alcoholism, um, bipolar, for six years, six months, and six days. Six, six, six. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not the six days. It's it's like nine days, actually. So, um, yeah. And the reason I'm here in Nashville is because my partner, Lincoln, brought me here. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a renaissance. I feel reborn in Nashville. So it's it was a really, really great move taken kind of on a whim and i'll um, let lincoln explain more about that i guess hi lincoln <laughs> hello good gentlemen <laughs> thanks for having us again for sure. uh, my name is lincoln workman i am the assistant regional manager with condado tacos here in nashville um so i oversee all of our locations here in tennessee and kentucky and we'll be opening in alabama this year as well dang yes. congrats thank you very much yeah so um moved to nashville about a year and a half ago from columbus ohio um i am a native of columbus ohio um, that's where Condado Taco started. So I had actually agreed upon to take the general manager position of our Capital View location that opened up in uh, August of uh, 2021 here. Um, so didn't know much of anything about Nashville prior to moving here. Um, I think we visited, what, twice, Ryan, mm -hmm. uh, before coming in um, and uh, have been enjoying it so much so far. Um, I am a product of the restaurant industry. Uh, my parents actually owned a Baskin and Robbins for 21 years. No way. Yes. <laughs> so I grew up at an ice cream store is where I grew up. That you sounds horrible. You are so it was lucky. <laughs> I had over 31 flavors <laughs> at my disposal every day of oh the week. My Isn't it a PJ Harvey song? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was really great. Um, my mom also was a, a gourmet foods instructor. Uh, there was a cooking school in Columbus started by Betty Rossbottom, uh, who's a very prolific cookbook author called La Belle Palm. Okay. And my mom was an instructor there with uh, Betty and everything. And so she used to take me to the uh, cooking school instead of putting me in childcare and putting me in the back of the room with a crayon and coloring book and everything. And I really stunk at coloring. So I watch her 
up on the stage, cook with Jacques Pepin and Julia no. Child and stuff she like that. Back with them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. It's what? so, yeah. I have cookbooks Funny. signed by Jacques How come you never everything? told this yeah. about Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? So I kind of got a cooking bug from a young age. Um, started cooking in the restaurant industry. Gosh, going into my freshman year of high school, I worked at a bakery. Um, kind of just doing the dishes and everything. And then the main baker quit all of a sudden. So they kind of put me in charge at 14, 15 years Which old. Which is like, everything. that's a lot how things work exactly, in the restaurant world. Exactly. So, uh, and then just started cooking in different restaurants throughout central Ohio. Um, ended up going to culinary school. And then uh, after that, I moved out to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, to Provincetown. Okay. Um, and spent about eight years kind of chefing it up out there and everything. And With mom and, and pop places or with uh, corporate places? Oh, it's all, it's all mom, and, mixed, pop. Oh, there, mom and pop. No, I remember when a Subway moved in out there and it was a huge uproar. That was kind of the first national brand to move in. Wowzers. Um, yeah. So um, definitely got to work with some amazing chefs out there and kind of hone my skill and everything. Um, moved back to central Ohio and then kind of just slowly evolved into the front of the house, kind of waiting tables and everything. Kind of got a little burnout on the, the hours and the, the strenuousness of being in the, the kitchen every day. Um, so, and then kind of just then started doing uh, private events. Um, kind of was a manager for private events and catering for a, an old school restaurant in Columbus called Lindy's. Okay. Been around for, oh my gosh, almost 40 years now. So Is well, it still there? It is still there. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's Amazing. a female-owned restaurant. It's kind of funny. I was thinking back in my history. I've worked for a lot of great women restaurateurs and, and entrepreneurs and mm. everything that really kind of helped hone my skill. Mm -hmm. um, mm. And then kind of, yeah, then got a job with uh, Condado Tacos five years ago now. Um, Was this your first intro into like into corporate? And Because and, uh, initially you said that they're from there, so they didn't start out corporate, correct? Like they, no. When I joined Condado, we only had four locations. Wowzers. Um, we're at... 40 now. God so. dang it. And how, and how long time did they, did they expand like that? Uh, we've been around for eight years. So it's within been eight years, super fast growth. Yeah. And you've been with them since like, uh, pretty much the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely one of the OGs at Condado. That's, um, you know, there's, a, there's about a dozen of us that are still left from kind of the old days of the, the restaurant and everything. So fantastic. that's fantastic. Yeah. That means y'all are doing something right. And your opinion matters there. They're listening to you. So now you and Bunny did work together at Condado, correct? We both worked for Condado, but not at, at, the same at store. separate locations. We okay. don't kind of, you know, if we don't do any, hey, partners, manager, right. hourly okay. kind of thing, I like that at all. So. Which is so crazy to hear, like, because Brian and I being co-owners of Mockingbird, but then married together, like in the corporate world, <laughs> yeah. it's a big no-no. Yeah, that definitely is. <laughs> you came into it, though, yeah. that way, yeah. you know, so, so I guess. Mm. Yeah. I, it, it is, I see the pros and cons to, 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 <laughs> yeah. to, to, to both sides of it, for sure, and it, it's it's kind of uh, amazing in that sense that you all worked for the same company and we're in the same environment. So it's the same menu. But uh, Bunny, were you ever in management or were you in the in the server front of the house role solely? So, yeah, I have been in management as well. I was actually um, a manager at a chicken place that was inspired by um, Hattie B's oh, down here. Okay. Hot chicken? Hot chicken takeover. That was a thing was in what Ohio as well? Yeah. Oh. He brought it from yes. here, um, mostly as like a venue to like help people, which I guess we'll talk about that more later down the line. But um, in the middle of that, or not in the middle of it, towards the end of that, um, things were kind of going south. And then the pandemic hit. And so I did end up, I took some time off and then he ended up hiring me as a delivery driver for Condado, which I never 
we never worked together. Like yeah. it was, we were always on like separate shifts, except for Cinco de Mayo, which was like one of the worst all days on both of our lives. <laughs> all yeah. hands on deck for Cinco de Mayo to Mexican, like inspired. It things, was so. the most insane. So then after that, I went back to Hot Chicken, and then I ended up going back and working at Condado as a server at a different one, the one he started at actually. So we and at that point, we never ever worked together across paths at right. all. Well, that I think that's fan. I I think that that's fantastic in so many different ways. And the fact that, like, um, you know, whenever you do get home after like a crazy shift, y'all are able to have these conversations and you can relate to them. I know there's pros and cons to that, but I think did you all at least did you all find that to be a positive experience with with you being in in, in management and like upper management and hearing kind of what your your servers because I'm sure Bunny can kind of give you the voice on like what people are feeling and. That's, I feel like, golden because then you are able to hear directly with no buffers what is being said on the ground floor, positive or negative, to know how to grow your team in, like a, in, a, in, a, in a, the best way possible. Yeah, um, you know, Bunny would come home with some, you know, great advice, that's for sure. Um, it's always definitely a challenge because I see things from a manager perspective. So I feel I coach more on Bunny being a great server from a manager's eye. Yeah. Um, you know, because since we are, um, you know, a, you know, mid-level regional size restaurant now, not much can change overnight and everything like that. So yeah. um, now we did work together in a kitchen prior <laughs> in our early days of our relationship. Um, we did. We did. Yes. I was about to bring that up. Yes. Oh. Um, so oh, there was yeah. a, a mom and pop restaurant in Central Ohio called Dempsey's. Okay. Um, Irish owned kind of, I mean, it wasn't an Irish pub, but it they was... They wanted to be a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A little bit. And we actually lived above the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, like, close on every level. Oh, yeah. Close. I wormed my way in there. It was in the height of some tough times, and I, I just would help. I would be spending all my time there, and then yeah. we, I, I weaseled my way back to the dish tank, and then... You know, the owner was like, just do you want a job? Like, I'll hire you. And, <laughs> and you're like, so, sure. yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was rough. It, yeah, was, it was rough. It how was did, rough. How did y'all, it, it's, it is tough. And I'm glad in like. He was just, my boss. Oh, My okay. direct reporting boss. I reported oh, directly that, to him That's another layer day. of <laughs> complication for the yeah. relationship. Yes. Because, oh, yeah. What could oh. go wrong? Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. Every that's round. in my mind. In my mind, I was like, oh, that'll be great. It'll be fine. It until was, it's not. Until it's not. Until and, it's not. And still people would be like, oh, he gives you special treatment and treats you. You're like, you no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. He treats no. me worse. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know how y'all don't see that. And also they didn't see that I would be there until two or three in the morning cleaning up like his messes from yeah. his creations because he was the <laughs> head chef there. So he was creating new dishes and experimenting and he would just... Now, in this time, is this whenever y'all were in your sober years yet, or was this still the complete? This opposite. was the height oh. of addiction. Oh. This so, was okay. the height of you so much. Okay. A lot of speed. A lot of a lot of me. Just like I need to get out of the house and not be around you. So I'm going to yeah. go to the kitchen and do my own things as well. Mm. Um, a lot of coping that necessarily wasn't productive or no 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 wow yes you add that addiction layer as well and that deepens it for sure oh yeah lots of fighting (laughs) like and and probably over nonsense you know because it was the the addiction speaking probably like i i i I applaud you all for being able to be in this industry which is known for the the high stress levels and being able to on the daily tackle um 
those uh, those addictions. So uh, I know it's a day by day and sometimes probably minute by minute and hour by hour process. So kudos and, and hats off to y'all. I, I uh, definitely was going to kind of bring that up as a point because um, when Brian and I first started a business together in 2009 in Chicago, uh, through peers, we were told that it would probably be best if we speak to a, you know, a counselor to be able to um, have a sounding board as far mm-hmm. as, as, as the, the grievances that come out with working together in, 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 a, in the most, most healthiest way possible. Thankfully, in Chicago, they have the Howard Brown Center, which is LGBTQ-centered, and it's in Boys Town, which is where we lived, and they offer free counseling, healthcare, and it's just an amazing space. And so we went and they offer counseling on sliding scales and you can do it like as a couple or you can do it um, individually. And it's with various different uh, peers uh, that are professionals in that arena. And uh, so we, we did that and we feel like it really did help us talk through a lot of the issues because we did find ourselves going into unhealthy, um, coping mechanisms oh sure which would be you know drinking too much and then that really doesn't solve the problem if anything it kind of just adds fuel to the fire and so Mm. um that being said like what are some of the tools that you all have found that help you um in the industry when it comes to the amount of stress that you that that is just part of this uh, business uh for me personally 12-step meetings have (laughs) definitely definitely been a great help, mm-hmm. um, kind of meeting people in recovery, okay, um, and being able to kind of deal with the the recovery issues that I have. Um, Ben's friends here in Nashville has been a, an amazing outlet for me as well, which is a recovery group for the hospitality individ- in, uh, industry. That is, um, we sick. meet every Monday at eleven a.m. at the Oak Steakhouse, um, and it's been a great, great organization to kind of because not only do they get you because. You, you're a drug addict or alcoholic, but they also get you because you're in a restaurant five days a week as well. Um, at least. At least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least. So, you know, th- those for me, since moving to Nashville have been two of my major outlets to kind of help cope with. Also, you know, since moving to Nashville, I've, I've taken up uh, strength training. And so that, that gym time for me now yeah. is kind of that quiet meditative time for me to kind of just decompress and and let everything go and kind of almost escapism for me so sure yeah i i um i know that since we first met you and coming into the restaurant um that you've gotten into it and bunny shares some of that with us as well and i'm like that is freaking inspirational because <laughs> you have a lot of responsibilities with being uh, um, over so many stores and we've only got one place that we're in charge of so I'm like god dang it if Lincoln can find the time and the results because like it had been maybe a couple of months since I'd seen you and then I saw you about six months ago come in and I was like wow dang yeah. Lincoln okay yeah and maybe you don't notice it every day because you see yourself in the mirror every day, but I hadn't seen you in a couple of months when I saw you oh, come in. Oh, he sees himself, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I catch him. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to let him just have his moment in the mirror. I love it. it. Yeah, yes. like, I'll let him Bask do that. Yeah, Those tacos look good that. on you. Yeah. So that doesn't look like the kind of physique of somebody who, who's around tacos and that came from a, a, a Baskin Robbins uh, background. Oh, so trust that's me. It, it didn't start that way, no. baby. That was what I was going to say. Like, a part of our, like, love story was, I mean, 
I was kind of rude and mean to him. I was like, no, it's oh, it's not going to happen. And, yeah. it, you know, he was um, persistent. And so, you know, and here we are. But, like, look, I mean, I, I saw the potential. I knew, I, knew, yes. <laughs> I knew there was potential. And how long have y'all been together? It'll be 10 years this June. That's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It, yeah. I'd love that. And especially with all the layers and some of the, like the, the struggles put in front of y'all, I, that, that warms my heart. So Thank you. Uh, this is perfect to have y'all here for <laughs> Valentine's month. So oh, I'm so um, happy you guys had us for sure. And listen, it's not, it's not all rainbows and cherries. I get that. And so I, I think in some of these other kind of topics we'll bring up, we'll get to shed some light on that and the, the realities of it and, and how it ties into, to what we do as a career right now. Oh, absolutely. And I was going to say like the tools that I, we did use that you brought up were alcohol and drugs mm-hmm. and that worked to varying effects for, for a time. For it, at the time, it seemed like that was the solution to all of our problems, all of my problems. You know, like it yeah. was courage, it was confidence, it was, you know, social lubrication. It was all of those things that it brought to the table. And then it was, you know, um, being able to stay up for days on end and, and feel be productive and be productive and get yeah. all of my stuff done, you know. And so it seemed like, you know, solutions until it crumbles your life. And then it just masks the things that we weren't really, you know, talking about like the things that we needed to talk about. So the most important tool that I think we have together is our, our, our recovery and how we do it separately and we can come together and do it together as well. It's, it gives us a language and a vocabulary for us to, to be in and, and have productive conversation and, and understanding and acceptance and love. And sometimes it's, not perfect, of course, no. you know, but it's, you know, we try, you yeah. know, and it's, you know. Now, were there um, situations that would be uh, influenced by guests that would spin, like, spin you into a tailspin? Was it like a guest didn't tip or a guest complained about you or something that would <laughs> that would trigger that? Or was it mainly like kind of more personal situations that... that um, you feel like are, are the hardest because I it's it's so hard to be able to not take things personal when you deal with the public um and uh sometimes that can like chip away at you I know there's been plenty of nights where I'm like oh my god I had such a shitty day at work um you know a guest is rude I spilt sauce on somebody <laughs> and I just couldn't forgive myself and so I, I thought the answer to that was like drinking to oblivion which is ridiculous and and retrospect because like why am I punishing myself for that that doesn't make any sense but at the time you're like that's what I need to do um so would it be situations like that that would be like oh fuck I really need like blah 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 or was it just um no this is just what I do to 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 go on for my for my shift for me it just kind of became just like the repetition and kind of almost just my my pattern okay you know when i was you know waiting tables back in the day that's just what we did you know if we all yeah. went to the bar afterwards and we got out at one o'clock mm-hmm. we had an hour and a half to catch up slash hit, get to where we needed to be yep you know and everything so it was just that for me it was just uh, it was the social aspect yeah you know i've in the early days for me it wasn't really and for for majority of my my drinking days it, well, yeah, it was yeah, it was a social thing. I wasn't like, I never understood how servers, bartenders, anybody could work a double, go out in the middle of their shift, have a beer and a shot, lunch, and then come back and do it. Because yeah. if I started, I had to keep going. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just could never start prior and everything like that. So, yeah. um, you know, I think 
now in sobriety, I know now that I'm not going to be able to make everybody happy. As yeah. long as I make most of the people happy, I'm doing good at my job. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. What Chefs Want has been serving locally owned and operated restaurants for almost 20 years. They've been in town almost 20 years. Can you believe that? It's almost like, what would I do without What Chefs Want? Some people still know them as Creation Gardens. They're really amazing. So they changed their name to What Chefs Want because that's what they are. And so many people in the other industries, like, how do you guys do it? Let me tell you what they do. They truly want to be what chefs want. They do that by no minimums. What do chefs not want to do? They want to have to buy an entire case of something if they don't need it. They want daily delivery. They want Sunday deliveries. And guess what? What chefs want? Check. Done. 24-7 customer support. Call, text, chat, email, anytime from anywhere. They take a team approach to serving you. You can call them right now at 502-587-9012. The other great thing about them is they have such a diverse line of products. Their chefs have access to thousands of lines of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh product daily. This type of flexibility allows chefs with the ability to offer and test new items on their menu with ease. That is the definition of being what chefs want for locally owned and operated restaurants. The logistics are second to none. They do just such an amazing, amazing line. Full line of dairy, produce. They have fresh meat, fresh seafood, uh, broadline backup to go packaging, specialty gourmet. I mean, they just do it all. Fresh cut meat. They're really, really amazing. So if you want to get involved, if you're not using what chefs want, then Check them out at whatchefswant.com and sign up today. Love yeah. that, you know. Yeah, you say that all the time, and I, I, I think I have the hardest time with it. So, like, you're, you're right, though. Like, it's once you come to that peace and that realization, then you don't beat yourself up about it in whatever ways that we do beat ourselves up about yeah, it I in mean, the industry. I, I try to go above and beyond for anybody that may be dissatisfied, but, yeah. you know, some, you know, yeah, some people just, just not everybody's jam, you know, yeah, like yeah. that's just how it's going to be. You know, that's somebody, okay. Yeah. You know, I've, I've learned now, you know, when it comes to hospitality and everything, I just want to make you feel happier than you walked in the door. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to change the world. We're just making a good taco, you yeah. know, now that's all we're doing. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not, you know, shaking the culinary world or anything like yeah. that. Our food is just really, really tasty at where I work. Yeah. And we provide a really fun, welcoming open environment for everybody you know we kind of have this so if you're coming in looking for like a tasting menu or like the nuances you have hit the the wrong spot (laughs) (laughs) definitely you know you want a good margarita and a good taco we got you yeah 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 (laughs) and and that's that's the thing is like um sometimes expectations of 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 guests can can be just off the charts and you're like i've i've done everything i can and i i'm you're right like we're just we're not a good fit and that's okay and I, I've done my best to make you yeah. happy, and that's it. Wowzers, that's deep. That's <laughs> deep. That is deep. Yeah. That. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay, so y'all met, um, and yeah, we're both in the in the restaurant world. Um, is there um, any time that you felt like, okay, maybe if I get out of this industry? it would be like better for me or for better for us as a, as a couple or have y'all 
always just decided like this is the industry we want to we want to be in and this is what we're kind of married to yeah mm. when i was in prison okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be honest yeah i ended up i ended up getting sentenced to four years in prison because of my drug use and and everything so definitely had a lot of time to kind of reconsider what i wanted to do with my life when i was released and everything like that but that's life-changing yeah oh well yeah dev- definitely was um you know and in the end it was the right spot for me to be at the right time because it definitely did help shake me up and get me sober and everything like that so it's um as, as unfortunate as it was i wouldn't be where i am today without it do you feel like it saved your life like that uh for the most part yeah wow yeah yeah, or put me in a situation where I almost lost my life. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, it's it, you just the mental mind games that go in your own head when you're stuck behind, you know, two 20 foot tall barbed wire fences um, and just staring out, you know, at, at the world outside of you when, you know, because of the actions and choices I made, you know, that landed me there and everything. And it's just, you know, incredibly violent situation and stuff. And, I ended up dead cooking in prison too. So wow. <laughs> yes, I did. I got a job in the kitchen. I was perfect baking thousand fifteen hundred cookies every day for the for the inmates and everything. So which was a great spot because then you can kind of, you know, as prisoners do, steal stuff and yeah. take take the ingredients <laughs> back to the to to your bunk and everything, and then you can make things. I actually had a great hustle in prison of making. What? Yeah, I made You're like uh, the Martha Stewart. Of I, your, I, of I, your I, block? I really was actually. It's a great. I mean. <laughs> I would make, so no. you have a commissary where you can purchase, you know, items and stuff and everything. So I used to get marshmallows and dark chocolate and peanut butter and Lay's potato chips. And I would make Rice Krispie treats, but substitute the Lay's potato chips for the Rice Krispies. Okay. And then drizzle dark chocolate and peanut butter over these and walk around the bay and sell them. Ramen noodles is the currency in prison and everything that you use. And I have a sleeve of tattoos I used to pay for it in prison. No. And wow. I had, yeah, yeah. I, I had. It's a good tattoo, yeah. too. And the treats are absolutely amazing. I still crave Can them today. Can you please make a fucking cookbook? <laughs> I, I want to. I really want you to. You need yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. What do you and I have my for? own little things because I was in jail for three months. And so jail is a little different than prison, like the commissary yeah. system and. Yeah, and what people sneak in and, you know, whatever. So it's, we definitely have, a, you're li- more limited, so you get more creative, like yeah. making like. Oh, you weren't able to make like breads or anything, because that's how long it even takes to get the. Uh, no, we no. couldn't do like <laughs> breads. No, no, no. We, what, you mean you didn't have a sourdough starter? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. No, we absolutely <laughs> definitely yeah, did yeah. have, like, I wouldn't call it a sourdough starter, but it was like a fermentation yes, starter. There's, there's a lot of fermentation that goes yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, definitely some hooch. Yeah. Um, and then what was, what were, what are they called? The ramen, the breaks. Breaks. God, how did breaks? I forget that? We're so far away from that. So break is usually kind of a ramen noodle based dish with diced up summer sausage, some cheese was just anything processed or whatever and, salty and disgusting. And you kind of layer them in a Tupperware container. And yep. Oh, there's yeah. so many, so called? many breaks. They're called breaks. Breaks. Yes. Where yeah, do you think yeah. the name came from? I have no clue. We don't, we Prison should... break? I don't know. I'm... Does it break your teeth? Do you cook, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> cook the ramen noodles? Yeah, so you have access to a microwave in prison. Okay, well, that's um, so not, it, not, in, not, in jail. not in jail. Not in jail. Not in jail. Jail no. is different. So, hmm. um, and, I mean, there's a whole subculture of individuals in prison that, you know, are cooks and everything like that. I mean, I literally would cook for certain gang members in prison that provided them me safety from other individuals with inside the four walls of the prison. Wow. Yeah, so people knew not to mess with me because I was cooking for X, Y, and Z over there. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the culinary arts, like, saved 
saved your life. It really did. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Now, do you feel like coming out of that, because our industry is known to be an open door for anybody looking for second chances. Do you feel like you uh, went directly back into the restaurant world afterwards because of that? Or it's just because mm. that's all that you had known. You know, I had some really special individuals in my life that, um, prior to going to prison, kind of tried to have an intervention with me. Okay. Um, a couple of restaurateurs I had worked for and everything, and I just wasn't in the right mind space at that time to kind it. of accept the, the, the help that I needed at that point. So okay. um, I had reached out to Yvonne Sarber, who um, was is an amazing restaurateur. She actually has a, a slew of taco restaurants called Agave and Rye now that are uh, opening up all over the place. And she took me back in with open arms. Um, you know, I had a Outside of my drug use and everything, I had a pretty good reputation in Central Ohio as being a very effective restaurant manager and everything at that time. So, um, so you're functional. Yes. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very deceiving, I think, a lot of times because there's um, it, it's hard for people to, I guess, call you out on anything because they're like, oh, well, God, he's Lincoln's kicking ass. So what do you mean? That's not a problem. Like he's got it under control. So. It's great that you did have somebody there that did notice it was a problem and pulled you aside, but you just you felt like you weren't ready at that time to. No, I, w- I wasn't ready at that time. You know. Wow. So, so that's I was uh, one of the questions I have is in hospitality, what values are important to you, and um, I, I think what you're kind of speaking to kind of says that. I don't know if you can put like a word to that. Empathy, like, empathy for empathy. me yeah. these okay. days. Mm. You know, I've I've been through a lot. I've made it out on top. Um, you know, as of today, you know, I'm, st- I'm still doing very, very well. Um, so I can empathize with most situations that anybody on my team has been through. Um, speaking of the second chances and everything like that, mm-hmm. you know, especially those that have been incarcerated that are looking for a job, you know. Yeah. I don't really, I don't appear like I've been incarcerated, yeah. if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So when people kind of find out, their jaw drops a little bit yeah. and, and everything. And, you know, I... I, I work with them, you know, Hey, let's make sure we're staying on track. So you don't have to go back to prison and everything right. like that. Let's, and let's teach that's a layer skills. of trust. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. For absolutely. sure. I think it's a wonderful layer of trust, but I think that it could also serve as an inspiration to those individuals. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I've been through, yeah. I've made mistakes. I've done yeah. things wrong. Learn from, learn from me. And here's the path to success. And I think mm. and you have, cre- you have credentials to it because you've been through it. And I think yeah. that makes somebody in that situation stop and pay really attention to you and, and see you as an inspiration. So that's a lot to like to carry, but, um, it is, I don't mean <laughs> the, the title of role model is, yeah. is, is not easy. No, yep. you know, and, and it's something now I take pretty seriously. You know, I, I know those are watching me with a magnifying glass these days, you know, yeah. there's those out there that are probably rooting for me to fail too, yeah. you know, and, and that's okay. And, that gives me more drive to not fail and to love that succeed and do better things and help more people. Yeah. You know, you know, I, 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 I take my management approach style a, a little differently these days than I ever did back in my, you know, pre-prison time and everything just because of all the experiences I've had. Those life experiences really have changed me as a human being and mm-hmm. for sure. You know, yeah. And I yeah. think if you lead with empathy, then that also makes a big difference. And I, I, that is something I need to remind I can myself. So definitely speak to his empathy because when we first met, he was a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> S- 
Yeah. So no, no. I mean, a little maybe, but no. His he's completely transformed and changed and done the work, and it really shows. Like in his in his style. Like I said, I've worked with the maniac before, so yeah. I know what it can look like. Um, and I think he's really taken his experiences you know and brought all of that with him and changed and grown and transformed and and you know take take what's good and leave the rest behind you know and like and took constructive criticism and learned empathy and kindness and I you know it it's incredible to see you know when he would walk into work and people would just run to him to hug him you know everybody Uh, like it's just like (laughs) yeah like this this it's 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 a beautiful thing so yeah that is that is fantastic and so that is also like one of the next questions. Like, what is your favorite part of restaurant life? It's moments like those, I would assume, where you, you get to see those. And like, yeah. you don't see that maybe in nine to fives. I don't think people run up to you whenever you come in no. the door. They're like, yay. No, yay. Good to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Like, I really, I, I love that. And I think that's like, for me, that is one of the the things about it is our, is the people that we work with, you know, and especially at the Mockingbird, it's such a family and I feel so blessed to be there. And that's how it was when I was at hot chicken. I mean, talking about like the values, um, you know, that was, they were very like, like second chance, not even second chance. They called it fair chance employment. And they were like on, you know, they were on the good morning America for, for it. And so they took me and I very much looked like I had been incarcerated when they, they took me in. I mean, I was, there was like no judgment on there. I was missing teeth. I was, you know, changing my meds and therapy. I had PTSD. I had, um, uh, I was just a felony hanging over my, my, my head, you know, and I had all these commitments and no availability. And they said, come in, work when you can, you know, and I was with other people like that. And then I rose up the ranks and be, and managed those people, you know, and like, and that was a really like big learning experience to learn how to manage your friends and, yeah. and yeah. learn how to be more professional. Yeah. Um, and it was really, really hard, but I, and it was, it, once things started going right and getting better and they took me in an early recovery, it was hard to keep that in the forefront. That's why I think meetings are so important to keep. Remember where you came from. Yeah. Remember that you came in looking crazy, like, you know, 130 pounds, no teeth, like, yeah. like a homeless person off the street. You were homeless when they, when they took you in and, and look at you now. And like that, you're right. It is an inspiration and mm-hmm. show yeah. them. And that's, it is a lot to take on too. Cause it's like, I have to do good. I can't mess up. And like, but you still need to be easy on yourself and, For and sure. you know, like, and give yourself. And that's what I think like staying in recovery is like, like really, really important. And so like, I think the values that they had that they, it was like your growth and let me give you access to resources and, yeah. and therapists and get you there. And we had group things that we would do together. And like, it was very team building. And when I we kind that. of went away from that and it became more corporate is when for me, it started to just kind of fall apart. And we had talked about the reviews yeah. and how we don't let those get this down. I got fired as a manager in sobriety and recovery, you know, from, from a, a bad review. Oh, gosh. Um, That's, people don't realize that when they write these bad reviews that it has real-life consequences. So it's yeah. like because, like, your bacon was overcooked, you're going to get somebody fired? Like, go – that is not fair. Like – Okay, that's a whole different topic. Right, so, right, right, right. To, to, like, to, to say on that, though, I feel like I need to thank that that place that you were at because they gave you that opportunity to shine and, and hone in on that uh, peer 
leadership role. Absolutely. And I feel like you, you do that in our establishment. And I love that. I, I know that like, I, I don't feel like I'm anybody's like manager or I, I will do the same duties as everybody that's my team. I feel mm. like this is, I am maybe like the ringleader or the conductor and everybody's role is just as important as, as what, as what mine is. I just have to make sure everything is like orchestrated correctly Yeah, to pull off a successful shift. Having team members like you that don't need a lot of guidance or handholding because you know what needs to get done and then also inspire or kind of nudge your team members to do the same since I can't be everywhere at the same time <laughs> is something I need to thank that company for instilling that or letting that kind of grow within you because you do it at the restaurant. And so thank you. Thank them and thank you because really that, that is um, that is something that is a gift Lincoln could probably speak to when you have team members that just go in, do their shit and then hold their other peers responsible for, you know, doing it just as well. Like those are what you could possibly dream up as the best scenario for a team. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when, when you as a person in charge of a restaurant don't have to manage, you can actually lead. Correct. It makes all the difference in the world. So if you don't have to spend Preach. all your time <laughs> watching over individuals yes. about every movement, action, and everything like that, mm. and you can work on the things like the culture and the support outside the four walls of the building and everything like that, that's when you kind of get that cohesive team together that you know can change lives. Love that. Ooh, yeah. So this yeah. is deep, kids. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Brian, you're so quiet. Are you are you about to cry? <laughs> Take it all in, baby. Okay, so that being said, um, there's a lot of opinions out there what experts say that um Oof. say should happen <laughs> in in and in your opinion. Um what is one idea that experts in the restaurant world say that you would disagree with? Along the lines of the customer is always right. That's, I mean, that's the first one that comes to my mind, and that's what I had written down when I was going through the questionnaire. And it's yeah. like, you know, at, first of all, I mean, the customer, It's we call them guests. Yes. like, And I think that changes your whole your whole mind right there is is calling them what they are yeah. when they're in your establishment, no matter what establishment it is. Because I know it's like, a, a, in my mind, and whether that's right or wrong, I do think of like McDonald's, fast food, fast casual, like, you know, nice sit down, nicer sit down, nicest sit down, Michelin star. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe I shouldn't do that. But like, you know, it's and no matter what it is, you know, it's, they're, they're, first of all, they're not. Customers are guests, and they're not always right. <laughs> Very rarely are they right. And we cannot please them every single time. And I think that speaks to all those different compartments. You know, it's like, don't come to McDonald's and ask if they have Sonic Ice. Or Whoppers. Because you, <laughs> yeah. you know that they don't. And so it's unreasonable to expect them to have that for you, you know. And, and I think it's so instilled in our culture that we will bend over backwards because – in the server culture, and I know it is different in the back of the house, but like in the server culture, it's like we are singing and playing for our supper. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's it's hard not to like internalize that and make it in, in, a personal, first of all, and yeah. like also make it like um, that you, ha you, you can, you know, move heaven and earth and all of a sudden you're like, you know, gods or something and that, you know, that's unreasonable. I think we talked about this during our last hangout session whenever we went to Drag Bingo. Mm. Um, there's a book out that you said you were recently 
Yes. Reading. Uh, yeah, unreasonable hospitality. <laughs> yes. 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 And so it is like, it's sometimes if you're able to go and do that and get Sonic Ice and bring it to that guest at McDonald's, then they will begin to expect that each time. Mm. But mm. you want to make it special, <laughs> but you also want to tell them, like, listen, this is a once mm-hmm. situation, so don't <laughs> don't think <laughs> it's going to happen all the time. Yeah. Is that I have yet to open that book, but many people yeah. have told me to, to, to get into it. Is that kind of the, the mentality that's behind what's going on in there? Yeah, and but I also think it just comes back to the, the feeling that is associated for that guest okay. when restaurants do go above and beyond and do kind of crazy outlandish things, whether, you know, us at a taco restaurant that we don't offer any kind of dessert and a guest is like, oh, I need a dessert. Well, mm. there's a Publix next door and I bolt it <laughs> over to the Publix real quick and buy yeah. a frozen pack of drumsticks and sure. serve it to them in the taco restaurant. You yeah. know, they remember those things, you know, rather than I could have put, you know, foie gras on a taco and, and given it to them. They probably wouldn't remember that. But since yeah. I went did something completely different than out and out of the norm, they're going to remember that and remember that story and everything. And so that is the beauty of that. However, much <laughs> like no good deed goes unpunished. When you yes. give a mouse a cookie, yes. he asks for a glass of milk afterwards yes. and so on and so, so forth. So then yeah. like mm-hmm. I look further and I see that guest writing a review about that <laughs> and putting they bought over ice cream from Publix for me especially. And then a guest reads that. And then they go in and they expect it. When you're like, "No, sorry, we don't, we don't serve that, or we don't <laughs> yeah. do that," then all of a sudden they're they're pissed. And mm. like, I think you want to do everything that you can to make everyone's experience as memorable as possible within reason. Within, yeah, definitely um, within reason. For the record, I would remember a foie gras taco. <laughs> Me too. I've had one before. If they're you're delicious. Offering, okay. Yes. Can yeah. I ask okay. how much the food cost or like what the price would be yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a very expensive taco. Okay, so um, on, on that, uh, in speaking about like what's to, to change in the, what ex- experts would say, since 2020 and the kind of crackling of the ultra fine dining that that seems to be happening across the restaurant scene i I think for many reasons um what do you see as the future of restaurants and how guests enjoy them i have a few opinions and i i mean he probably has better opinions than me but like i think like i i'm really like digging sean brock i like that he puts like his sobriety like kind of first i like the way that's amazing he does some of his restaurants the idea i don't know i don't know how it's working but i think like you know during the pandemic i think there was like a more emphasis like we were like essential workers and all of a sudden we're feeding everybody and you know and then there was like an emphasis on dining out and stuff like that and i think Maybe accessibility, maybe also like be gentler with each other and ourselves. And I don't know if that like speaks to the culture of like fine, fine dining and all of that trickling down to even like the most, you know, casual experiences, you know, like I don't, I just think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to work really crazy hours and really stressful at every single level. And it's like, where, how do we find more balance, but also make it fun, also make it exciting to be there for each other, for like us as a working, you know, like group of people, because we are family, all of us together, like in the restaurant world, we have so much in common, we have so many stories, we we just relate, we just get each other. So how do we support each other better? How do we work harder for better wages and, 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 you know, 
livable, more livable working wages, you know, for everybody, you know, yeah. and I think like it's starting to go that way. Cause I, we're talking about, you know, hiring dishwashers for $20, you know, when I started, it was like $7. That was, that was lucky. Yeah. You know, that was, I was making $4 and 25 cents, my first dishwashing job. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I was in high school and that absolutely. was fine. Yeah. So, yes. but yeah, likewise. And, and with, I feel like the dishwashing position is probably the most <sighs> important in the so restaurant. Important. Cause like, that could stop the entire chain. Like if, if a server doesn't show up or an essay, like management can roll up their sleeves and get into it. But like when it comes to, to it is an art a little bit and oh. there is a right and wrong way to do it. And I think For it, sure. you know, and I, when I worked at hot chicken, I think that was the thing is even when the owner came in, the first thing he did was roll up his sleeves and go back to that dish tank. We had Perfect. like a different system there. It was tip share. And that was, in, those are interesting ideas. I, and it, it would have to be like different stores which have to, you know, it maybe it's just a, a different kind of solution to deal with it. But it was a tip share every day you walked in and it was like, where do you want to work front of house, back of house, and then the, all the different positions. And yeah. like, but everyone, even the managers did two weeks on the dish pit and then two weeks on the line and then two that weeks just, frying like, chicken. And promotes then, camaraderie yeah. and like it really forms a team and everybody's making the same amount. So you don't have to worry about that's I Yeah, that is like this perfect utopia that mm, should happen and it's I hard think there, i think there's like because even like a, a huge famous restaurant tour out of new york tried to move their restaurant Ooh. to no tips and it, and it kind of um i don't think the world or america is not ready for it right now and so it, it yeah. didn't it still needs to be tweaked a bit but there's got to be some kind of balance in between there so yeah. um that's wild. So uh, I, I do like how you spoke to like Sean Brock and, and he puts his sobriety out there and is is unabashedly um, kind of making that part of his 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 uh, restaurant, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, so time will tell how it does, yeah. right? I guess. Yeah, and yeah, so that's I great. Mean, so like, you know, who favorite people to follow in the restaurant biz, and uh, who do you see as an inspiration to you in the local restaurant scene? So I guess that speaks to that. Does do you have the same? Um, you know, I mean, being newer to the Nashville area and everything, um, Julius Allen and Henrietta Red, okay. you know, hands down, probably one of my, you know, go-to restaurants. Um, but those oysters. Are the so oysters are great. The food there is fantastic. You know, the staff there is amazing. We get hugs from people when we walk in. <laughs> we died there the other night. They're like, we haven't seen you for a couple weeks. And What the age? Yeah. We didn't get a hug. Yeah. So, you know, I just, the, you know. There's something about that that specific restaurant that we just thoroughly enjoy. Um, you know, team over at Butcher and B, I feel, does a great job. Mm. Yeah. This oh. is all outside of your establishment as well. well of I was about yeah. to say, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, if I'm going to yeah, just jump sure. in, y'all yeah, yeah, excite yeah. me. I'm excited to work at The Mockingbird. Yeah. I love working at The Mockingbird. I think y'all are so, so talented. I, I I like the idea of working next to Shohan. And, you know, mm. I think that's exciting, too, and seeing Minnie oh pop gosh. in. I mean, all of those things are, like, it's just excitement. It's it's it you know and it i love working there because i don't have to like lie about like i literally can recommend everything on the menu it's just uh, you know being able to like tailor to the guests and really yeah, like sure. make it about them and, and make them have the best experience and having that out. and it's you know it's it's exciting it's fun and i you know i love it and so that's y'all are you know outside of you guys those yes yeah you guys mani sean brock thank you yeah. like that that is that is that is amazing we really have worked hard to to be able to make our, our team feel safe in our space mm. and be able to express who they genuinely are um without feeling any type of judgment mm. um and mm. um it, it's it's been something that's been carefully curated and so i'm i'm 
stoked. And I, I love the diversity that we have within our, within our four walls. It's, uh, it's, it's hard. I've never worked. Oh, I'm about to cry. I was <laughs> yeah. crying when I like, was writing this, but I've never worked for like, you know, queer bosses, like queer business owners. Like it's just, it's special. <laughs> it's special and amazing. And it's, you know, I'm, and I'm very proud to work there. And, you know, I, I, I love that. I love Thank that. you. Mm-hmm. We are proud that you're part of the team. And I, I feel like I look up to you both so much. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is turning into like an open. <laughs> <laughs> there is so, there is yeah. something to be said. I somebody we have one server who um got a, a a job with us and was like, Oh, I'm working for the gayest restaurant in, in Nashville. Mm. And um then they also took up a uh part-time serving position at international market. So now he's working for two of the gayest restaurants <laughs> in Nashville. That's fantastic. Yeah. So if he gets another like third job and he works for Mystic Picnic, I'm um, going to be like, okay, this queen <laughs> okay. is like a trifecta of gayness. Right, like, right, right. Really turn into a fucking rainbow. So <laughs> that is, that is amazing. Thank you, buddy. That is very sweet. And that, that is, um, means more than, than than you will know. So thank you for those words. And our final commercial break here on Heart to Heart Podcast. We are supported by Robbins Insurance, a local insurance agency providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins Insurance is the go-to agency for hospitality professionals in Nashville. Listen, Robbins knows how hard industry professionals work every single day. They also know how devastating accidents can be, be it a grease fire that damages the kitchen, a severe storm that cuts off power, or a customer slip and fall incident. But with the extensive experience and the savvy to create a policy that protects your business from accidents like those, you can rest easy knowing that the work you've put in will not be for nothing. Visit Robin's website at robinsins.com to request a consultation or call Matthew Clements directly. His number is 863-409-9372. Protection you can trust. That's Robin's. Let's talk about the Wine View app. We all want to increase our wine sales in our restaurants, but wine, let's take it, is intimidating. It's intimidating for servers to learn. It's intimidating for our guests to learn if they don't know already. And it's intimidating to order wine if you don't know what you want. The WineView app has your solution. They are the only wine resource app guaranteed to increase wine sales in two months. Really? Wow, that's amazing. They, util- they utilize customizable training tools to keep service staff recommending wine at every single table. WineView has a customer-facing component that restaurants will want to improve guest satisfaction while increasing wine sales. They customize your menus and wine pairings inside the app, making an ideal pre-shift training tool. Save time and combat staff turnover by streamlining your wine education processes and putting it into the palm of your server's hand. 80% of guests say they would drink more wine if it was recommended and or paired by their server. Think differently about your wine program. Empower your servers, streamline your training process, delight guests, and sell more wine. Download the WineView app today. It's a free download, and check it out. See what you guys think. And when you love it, call Rachel from the WineView app at 215-262-5685 or send her an email at rachel, that's R-A-C-H-E-L, at wineview.com. Um. So that's kind of what I was going to like touch base on as far as um, 
the restaurants having a high uh, a rep of a, a high turnover and what are the key things that you think lead to a good company culture and is it possible to retain talent in this market when your team members may have aspirations outside of this field meaning especially in Nashville we have a lot of singer songwriters and um, artists that are the their job within your establishment is just a job it's not a career um, yeah i i I agree, but I definitely think there is a way forward for restaurants to attract and retain um, great talent. You know, I think get rid of uniforms, people. Yes. You know, yes. work yes. attire, whatever you want to call it, get rid of it. Let, yes. let, you let your team come as you are. Yes. You know, they want to have purple hair, let them have purple hair. Yes. Tattoos, piercings. Yes. You know, I, I just think outside of maybe fine dining steakhouses where you have to wear, you know, kind of the jacket and stuff like that. You know, if, if, if you are, you know, a, a local Nashville based establishment, you know, serving small plates and, and everything don't require your staff to make you wear no. a uniform. And I also you think know? that tourists like that when they come to visit, cause they're like, Absolutely. Oh, it felt so Nashville that yeah. I had yes. like so authentic. Yeah, yeah. That a server was like, you know, out of the box and had like, you know, five earrings on. Sure. And it's like, well, yeah, I think baby. then the, the server or the employee is going to feel more comfortable in their own skin and then they're going to be able to do their job better mm. and it, it it's just um it's kind of a cascading effect. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think there is a giant shift in this whole culture. Of, oh my god, coming up we had like when we were oh, servers, it was like goodness. your apron had to stand up on its own. Yeah. And like it was strict starched shirt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean starched white shirts, all that. Yeah. I definitely. came up in Bob Evans, so I started Bob Evans dishwashing and then they found out I had a personality and put me through the ranks. So I went through the kitchen and then I went outside serving and I mean the uniform I got sent home often for my uniform. I almost got fired <laughs> for my because then when I started drinking and stuff, it was impossible to starch my crap. Yeah. And for Bob Evans, for what? For yeah. you know, yeah. like, but that Your I mean, over my hammy. I mean, oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you know, and we're in our we're we're in our bubble. And I just came from Condado, and I could wear whatever I want. And like, yeah. we, you guys let us express ourselves the way that we want. I I wear some things, and I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna. Like it. I wonder if y'all are gonna send me home, and you never you never do, and you never what like you know. So it's like, yeah, that is so important. It's a game changer. But when we're in our little bubble and how we treat each other. We forget that the outside. I, I forgot that the outside world is still very much like that. Like, yeah. oh, you have tattoos, you can't be hired here. Like, you know, and I remember feeling that a lot. Oh, you have tattoos, you don't have teeth yeah. or like anything. Well, you got to take out your nose ring. Yeah, like, absolutely. Put oh, a yeah. bandaid over it, so like <laughs> so the guests can't know that you're yeah. pierced. Like, why? Right. Right. That's so yeah. bonkers yeah. to me. Yeah, I, weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that we've kind of are, are shifting away from that as a society. That might fall under like where we see the future of restaurant. That, that might fall kind of as a category and answer underneath that. So, um, and I think we already kind of touched on this, but uh, given that everyone is a critic in this uh, current time due to social media platforms and all of them offering the opportunity for guests to publicly rate their experience, freaking Facebook, Google, Yelp, TripAdvisor, the list goes on. Um, how do you deal with the negative reviews that come through? Um, I, that goes for both of y'all because I know as uh, as team members, y'all also read the reviews for our, our, our restaurant. And I, I love that you're that kind of invested in the experience and what guests perceive. Um, but uh, how do you deal with the negative reviews? And then how do you celebrate the good reviews? Or do you even read the reviews at all? Um, yeah, we read all of them. And we respond to all of them as okay. well. You know, but we... 
any any kind of negative review, we we submit a response to them. Okay. Um, we, you know, there's third party platforms out there that will compile all your reviews together and kind of you know you can respond within that platform and it shoots it out to Google, Facebook, and everything like that. So, okay. um, you know, I think the negative ones from kind of my perspective, you know, you can tell really quickly if they're just angry and and you know trying to be vindictive about their experience at your restaurant and there's no way to recover exactly you know so it's kind of like hey sorry we're not your jam thanks for Mm -hmm. trying us out good luck in your future endeavors and where you're eating yeah um but also you know i think they they can be you know learning moments for your team and and getting a good gauge of your operations inside the four walls of your restaurant Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know definitely we definitely celebrate positive reviews um you know we we encourage guests to leave reviews i think it's it Reviews aren't going away anytime soon, you know, so if, if you are able to embrace it as a business and kind of then use it as a tool to kind of flip it on the, the public of saying, hey, yeah, look at all of our great reviews. Yeah, I use Google for reviews all the time to mm-hmm. kind of if I'm traveling and, you know, I see you got a 3.8 instead of a 4.6, I'm going to the 4.6. So yeah. true. If true. you if you yeah. if you are chatting with the table and you know they had a great experience. We, we encourage them. Hey, if you're an online reviewer, please, we'd love love for you to love that rate invitation. Us on, yeah. That is fantastic. You know, also, my favorite Condado shirt ever is a, a bad <laughs> one. And so, like, yeah. some reviews, you know, you just have to be like, whatever. Like, uh, right. the review was just like, this whole place whack as hell. Yeah. And, and so, it was and a one star review. <laughs> and so, they made a shirt that said, whole place whack as hell. <laughs> yes. And then someone just put like fake tacos as one of the reviews. Yeah. So, it just like a shirt that just said, like, fake tacos, Condado tacos. I you know, like, love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to embrace it. You have if it yeah. is like constructive criticism, it's like yes, thank you. Yes. We're we're happy to learn from this experience. Yeah. yeah. But if it's just um, you know, one star there was construction through the window. Yeah. It's yeah. like sorry, I mean <laughs> so, there's nothing we can uh, yeah. do about well, it. Yeah, and you can kinda again, laugh about it. Yeah. Here's how yeah. windows work, man. I like how you turn <laughs> so. I like how y'all turn that around yeah. like that. Cause like, yeah, you can't beat yourself about it. You can't fire team members over that. Like yeah. It, it's just it's ridiculous i, I was gonna I say how's your head i've had no complaints but like <laughs> I, I mean i feel like all my reviews from mockingbird are really great and i yes. feel like the same i mean i'm the same person as i was when i worked at this other job i mean people would go out of their way to mention my name and how freaking awesome i was i mean yeah. i'm not good at much in my life but like i <laughs> no you are don't tell yourself sure. <laughs> but I, i'm really good with people and i'm very yeah. kind and i'm engaging with people and i leave impressions so the one time i had one bad review out of literally hundreds i've made lifelong customers of this place regulars every day yeah. because one person said the one the person with the green mullet was shaming me for not wearing a mask at the beginning of the pandemic when nobody knew anything they're like we're such we're gonna have to let you go of course they let my whole management team go i knew it was coming but it was like that review but it really saved me i wasn't having a good time there but like yeah yeah, they they really took those reviews i wasn't the first and only that got fired from a bad review from that place and that is when the culture had changed like i was discussing Mm -hmm. earlier it was like okay so now you're letting people go for complaining about things that you know like they're not valid criticisms of course if you need a write-up for like blah 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 was rude to me or what you know what i mean like for sure. Or yeah. that is a good coaching moment. Like, okay, watch her. But like, we're also working with a, a convicts and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, okay. You know, you know. talking about That's couples in the, the restaurant industry, that is definitely something hard to see when your, your partner is unhappy in a job yeah. and you are happy in your current job and everything and yeah. trying to work through of, well, you can change jobs, but sometimes it's not just as easy as I'm unhappy. I'm going to go find a new job and Correct. everything like that. So yeah. 
you know, I definitely would say some of our, you know, disagreements and everything have definitely spawned from when they were unhappy. Yeah. Um, you know, at a previous, with a previous employer and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was kind of done hearing about it, done hearing about it every day. It's like you come home every day, change it. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing's going to change if you don't change. Yeah, for sure. So, and so, and the last argument we've actually got in was me venting actually. And it it was, and he went straight to the solutions because we like to, you know, that is one of the tools we have that recovery. We, we talk in solutions. Okay. Good. But like I was, wanting to be heard and not wanting a solution and so the solution came at me and i was like i'm not i'm not asking for this is not where we're at right now yeah right yeah yeah, (laughs) right like i should be allowed to vent yeah Yeah. and so it's just you know those miscommunications and even after 10 years it's not simple it's not easy and some of the things you learn you forget and we change as people so i'm excited to see what this new iteration of us is but it's it's transformed and changed Many, many times. Mm-hmm. So I know that, you know, it's where I, I feel like we're, I'm in the right place with this person. You know, I Aww. love him so much. <laughs> and we've been through so, so, so much that it's insane. So this is really my partner in crime. Like it, it literally in crime. You mean your so, partner in dying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> in, in past crime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is I am so like we're very fortunate to have met y'all at this stage on where you're at. You because wouldn't have liked us before. I, I may, <laughs> I don't know. may have no, loved actually. you and maybe not liked you. You're, you're <laughs> correct. But like, I feel y'all, y'all just have this like energy and this like kind of gusto that is, is, is admirable and, and, and beautiful. So like, I, I'm very glad that y'all came into our, into our orbit because this is, it's amazing to watch. And, uh, especially as like couples that that restaurant together, it is great to like, and we don't do this often enough, and we do need to is to like sit down and and have these and and be able to vent amongst um, mm. ourselves because mm-hmm. we can understand <laughs> yeah. and relate to each other, unlike some of our friends that are maybe lawyers or um, have nine to five jobs. They're like, mm, okay, well, I don't. There's really just get different it. stressors yeah. Yeah. in different yeah. industries that yeah. are harder to understand. Yeah, and we don't have to go through it with each other. Like, well. <laughs> This is how, you know, this, this is how this system works. Mm-hmm. And this is how, and this is yeah. how it deviated from <laughs> yeah. that. It's like, we, you are, you this all is what are already understand. Me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> whenever I randomly yeah. start to yell hands. In like, <laughs> right, right. In kind of a we don't have to go through is, all the lingo. No. We already have the vocabulary. We know what it means. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that, that being said, it and kind of like touching base on what we did about everybody being a critic. If there was an app created where, um, we as the employees are able to rate guests. What would be the name of that app or that <laughs> website? Mm, wow, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I think you know Karen is just the, the most obvious one out there. But would you spell it like C A R I N? Ooh, like Karen. Yeah, because I'm Karen. Yeah, but. But you're right. Mm, that might we might be onto something right yes. there. Yeah. Okay, Bunny. Yeah. Which one would you come up oh with? Oh my god, I was thinking it would have to be like, um, like something with tips, like tip in or like <laughs> just the tip. You know, okay. like or <laughs> oh, okay. just a tip. Like I don't know. Like for for you know a tip for you, a tip for me, a tip for you. Just okay. just a little bit, not the whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Maybe like grat grat brat. 
Oh, ooh, you know. Kim like, Petras. That sounds. Yeah. It's very grat brat. Oh. I'm the grat brat. What? What? <laughs> well, that's the kind of music that you're into. I know that you love, and I wish we could play it at the restaurant. But oh, because slut yes. pop is not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. But unholy is, and okay. it's Grammy Grammy winning now. Yes. I'm like, that's yeah. from the, the the person who brought us slut pop. It's amazing. Yes. I'm so, so we, happy. We for can her. play that during brunch. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. That yeah. It's still slutty though. It's still slutty but it's not as slutty as slut pop it was what was that uh one time we had like a family because on sundays we get like the church crowd at the restaurant after brunch and it was like around noon and um it was a family sitting at a table and i i think i was running some eggs over to the table and i was like oh ma'am here's some eggs uh for y'all to share whatever and then there was a silence between when i dropped it between when she said thank you but there was speaker was right over their table and it was like <laughs> It was like a song that's like, um, can you pay my automobiles? Can you pay my telephone bills? It was just bills, like, bills, bills by I Destiny's it Child. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's iconic. And so I was like, this is great. I love what's happening now. Like this is the just the oh Beyonce, we love you. I'm interesting the queen. kind the of anthem of our lives. I, right, bills, bills, bills. I mean, yeah. it was it started then. You know, that was one of their first hits. That was one of Beyonce's first hits. Well, she and is. look at her now and look at her now. Yeah, yes. Grammy, the most granny women artist ever. Kudos, girl. Yes, and that was on a work thread. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> itself. That's hilarious. Like, um, that is pretty funny. So listen, it's been almost an hour that we've been chatting, and I know that this is a day off for y'all as well, so I want to kind of get y'all on your way to enjoy the rest of the, of the, the, the day. Um, but before we do, there's some speed questions that we're going to do, and um, I'll ask the first set. And you were to answer these off the cuff with... Uh, with um, Either love or loathe. Okay. Yes. And then um, Brian will ask the next set. Um, okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. And I think by now people can tell the difference of your voices so they know who's who. Sure. I, I would think so. That's yeah. Bunny. <laughs> this yep. is Lincoln. And that's Lincoln. Okay. Here we go. Speed questions. Uh, love or loathe. Automatic gratuity at restaurants. Uh, love. Love. Um, sonic Ice. Don't know. Loathe. Um Music curated to the concept of the restaurant. Love. Depends. Brittany. Love. It's Brittany, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. No. Bitch. Who's that, bitch? Hot chicken. Love. Loathe. (laughs) (laughs) Country music. Learning to love. Uh, uh, Love. (laughs) Electric scooters. Loath. He has one. You know, I have a Vespa. It's a Vespa. <laughs> that's oh, totally that's, different. Wait, that is so different. So okay. different. It's an Italian yeah, electric yeah. scooter. Yes. <laughs> well, also loathe. Okay. So, um, wine flights. Love. Okay. Prefer margarita flights. Okay. Okay. All right. Cadado. Uh, patio seating. Love. Love. Karaoke. Loathe. Love, but love, 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 love. Incense. <laughs> Incense. Uh, he loves them. Loathe, he likes the yeah. Palo Santa, the smudges. That's, okay. I finally found yeah. one that he likes. I'm like, yes, you're into witchcraft now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, party buses. Oof. Loathe. Oh my okay. gosh, loathe. Yeah. Even the drag bus? 
I've never been on it. I'm me sure neither. I would love it. I want to get we on should, it Maybe we should go together. <gasps> Team outing. Yeah. That's there the next bird Specifically outing. the Taylor Swift one. Tay-Tay. <laughs> um, okay. Egg on a burger. Love. Love. Mayo with fries. Love. Love. Um, hot tea orders in June. Oh. Love. Love, but I love to order them. I hate to serve them. I love to order them. <laughs> no, you do not. Oh, no, never, yes. never, never. Everywhere he gets hot tea. Oh, <laughs> uh, sauce on side. Love, love. Okay, okay. Uh, what about electric stovetops? Loathe, loathe. But I have one. <laughs> okay, cool. So now Brian is going to ask the speed questions. Um, that you have to pick one or the other. Okay. Um, y'all can say it at the same time or right after each other. Miley or Dolly? Miley. Dolly. Can I interject real quick? <laughs> sure. In our early days, Bunny had a whole musical written about the story of our love relationship to, uh, what was it, Bangers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And each song had a different period of our relationship. Yeah. And it's it was really a whole, good. whole musical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I have to find that. Yeah, yeah. You do. You, yeah. need, to, you need to resurrect it yeah, and perform yeah. it. Both Miley, Miley and Dolly. That's too hard. That's impossible. Uh, Dolly because Dolly okay. spawned Miley. Okay. That's why I say. Okay. Reese or Tay-Tay? Reese. Tay-Tay. Mm-hmm. Mild chicken or flocking hot chicken? Flocking hot. Flocking hot. Willie or Garth? Willie. Garth. DJ or band? DJ. Band. Broadway or Printer's Alley? Broadway. Printer's. Now I feel like this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's no. not. East no. Nashville or the Gulch? East Nashville. East Nashville. <laughs> Breakfast or lunch? Breakfast. Breakfast. Roberts or Kid Rock? Roberts. Yeah, Roberts. Definitely not Kid Rock. Demon? Definitely never Kid Rock. I, I don't know who Roberts is, but definitely not Kid Roberts Rock. Western Roberts Western Wear. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I look good in cowboy boots. So. <laughs> Demon Bruin or Denumbrium? Denumbrium. Denumbrium. Toast or Micros? Toast. Toast. Counter service lunch versus full service lunch? Counter service. Counter service. 15 separate check <laughs> request but they spend a lot of money or one check but they barely purchased anything 15 separate easy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give, me, give me the bench because you know i can do it you know i can make it happen yeah yeah fusion or confusion confusion <laughs> Well, very good job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys, job. that's fantastic. Because, like, I as we said earlier, uh, the other other show we did with the with the boys, Adam uh, and Zach, all things '90s are coming back in style. Oh, Clothing, yes. music, the whole thing. That mm. Beyonce mm. album is very house, yeah. gay house. Yes, at it that. is. And so is food. Mm. Yeah. So oh. fusion is making a comeback. Oh, I'm not mad at and it. It's so funny because that's, you know, that's <laughs> when I learned my chops, you know, yep. it was like mm-hmm. 90, 92 to like 2000 was some of my you know, formative think? years and, and everything. But I, if I start seeing sun-dried tomatoes and goat cheese and everything, <laughs> oh my God, that's I again. would love it. I would be so happy. They are, are they all making her comeback? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but they yeah. are a little maligned. They're okay. quite delightful. They and I feel like they have been yeah. unfairly subjected to like a relic of a certain decade. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Agreed. definitely. Agreed. You know, it, it's not. That is a good just, uh, just, I mean, it, it is tasty, yes, but, but just no truffle oil. That's, yeah, no mm. truffle oil. I, 
um, yeah. Cosmos, uh, lemon drops, yeah, um, yeah. Long Island Mart- iced teas, espresso martinis, martinis, dirty yeah. Shirley. They're all on the rise. Yeah, all of them. It's bonkers to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I I thought we've grown past it. As a, in as a parallel, it's been thirty years. There's a lot Dang, of savory cocktails that are coming around too. Yeah, yeah. With um, you know. Both virgin and absolutely. Yeah, oh my gosh! Yeah, and I think that whole exploration is wonderful to see all these yes. craft mocktails oh, that are really interesting, and it's not like pineapple juice and soda yeah. water, and, yeah, yeah. or you know, ginger beer right. and, and lime so, juice. Shout out to Hathorne over in West Nashville. <sighs> are they, they doing some great, like, and great NA Bev program yeah. over there? Great co- yeah, crafted cocktails. They have yeah. something called the Winston. Yeah. I lo- I crave it. I would think we should go get a Winston after that. It's like an old fashioned, but they make it with like black teas. It's so delicious. Oh, it's so I really good. Like, that then full bodied you know like complex flavors layered it's really yummy you guys like there's so the the bottle of non-alcoholic uh sparkling wine i got y'all looked really oh my really interesting um i saw that at like frugal mcdougall and then they had next to it like a no groany which is like uh a virgin Negroni, and I'm like, that's very I love that. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so like, I so wanted, much. I wanted to try that one next. So I might get that I'm next so and bring it to the restaurant. We can, this. we can test that out. Yeah. And if that's fantastic, we need to add it onto the menu at the restaurant because we yeah. only have like punches or whatnot for non-alcoholic options. But I think it is due time that there's something more nuanced and sophisticated. So oh it's yeah. Like, come on, like you don't have to dumb down. The flavor profile. No, not at all. Um, so, and you can yeah. do like fun herbs and adaptogens and make it even, you know, something cool like that or different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, this is awesome. Lime, I just yeah. have like Lime a, and ginger beer does not it's make that's a good not it. Like, no. it is some mint. And like, yeah. thank you, but like, yeah. let's be a little more creative. Yeah. And, yeah. but like, I feel the same way though, like at the restaurant where they're like, what do you have, virgin? But I'm like, I really, our punch is so much fun and it yeah. comes in a bag. Like, that is, a, that's an easy sale. Also, maybe just change the container or change the, even it's just like a cubed ice in it, like the, yeah. the big mm-hmm. block of ice changes your yeah. perception of it with a garnet you know like yeah yeah i don't know but i w- we tried a really nice sauvignon blanc the other mm-hmm. day and it was tasted just like it, it was really 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 yeah. good yeah oh, that's lovely and i've yeah. had some really bad non-alcoholic wines and yeah. I'm like this is just grape, it's juice. grape juice yeah like okay like but this was very yeah very complex and and mm-hmm. it was really good yeah, yeah. dry oh yeah well mm-hmm. listen you two this was definitely so fantastic having y'all on here and hearing a bit more about y'all's story yeah. and hearing about your restaurant experience and about the places that you're at here in Nashville. Um, when y'all agreed to be on this and then also uh, touch base on the um, sober aspect, I was like, I, I have to make sure y'all are on here because that speaks a lot to uh, how individuals handle stress in this industry and uh, y'all are kind of my beacons for that. If anybody's Aww. like having those issues here, I, I kind of uh, use y'all as like a touch base. And so um, thank y'all. And yeah. I think y'all are send people our way too. If you're like, Hey, I, I know people who are struggling with alcoholism, like t- send them our way. We're yeah. supposed to be giving back and helping. That's what we have to do to stay sober. So yeah. 
don't feel free. Just like give them our number. We that's we don't care. I'd love I that. don't care. I, I know it's Alcoholics <laughs> Anonymous. Yeah. I don't know. Lincoln might be a little bit. You, I know you guys better than you know him. So yeah, but you can always give. <laughs> I'll, my number I'll to send anyone. them to you, buddy. Absolutely, then, um, absolutely. If you if you feel like oh, I need some double power for this, and you tap Lincoln in, and y'all can do Absol- your magic, right, for right, sure. right. Yes, definitely. Um, and that's inspiring to me to learn that you guys did you know counseling beforehand and learned all those oh, tools. Sure. And that's really that's interesting because I was just thinking, and then you brought all those things up. I'm like, maybe some counseling would be good. You know, like. Yeah. And we do have a lot in like, you know, 12 step meetings, but yeah, counseling, I think someone prof- like more professional or a peer, like a different kind of peer that's in the industry, you know, that sure. mm-hmm. can be very helpful. Oh, super yeah, helpful. Mm-hmm. it yeah. is. It, it was very helpful yeah. for us. And so, um, and, and so it is as well, hanging out with others that can really understand yeah. us. And like, I, I think that we, being that we have those layers together that we understand each other with being, um, uh, you know, LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, family, and then also being in the restaurant world, we have those two layers to to really bond us together. And so, Absolutely. I thank the universe for bringing y'all into our orbit, mm-hmm. and I wish y'all a very happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. you and um, I, uh, I, I. Cheers to y'all with with love and health and and just a shit ton of happiness. Yeah, well, thank you so thank much you. for sure. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming being with us, y'all. L'chaim. L'chaim. Ciao. All right. Thank you so much to Mikey and Brian for producing this episode of Hard to Heart, the Boys of the Bird podcast. Want to say that I am not in Hawaii. Uh, I wish I was in Hawaii, and Carolyn has been sick, so she has not been in Hawaii either. Uh, maybe we'll maybe I'll close my eyes here in a minute and pretend I'm in Hawaii just so that we can make that true. Thank you guys so much for coming in and filling in for us and creating this amazing content. Hey, if you're out there and you own a restaurant and you'd like to do something like this, you want to host your own podcast, send me a message at Brandon underscore NRR on Instagram or Brandon at Nashville restaurant radio.com. Uh, I would uh, I'd love to hear from you. Maybe we can make something happen. Another pop-up. I love hearing other voices on this channel, and I love supporting our community, uh, which I love so, so much. Which means you, out there, everybody out there, I love you. I hope you're being safe out there. And again, I love you guys. Bye.